everybody and welcome to Encore at the House of Mario, the after-party Nintendo podcast. I'm your host Drew Agnew and the doors to this episode are open. And uh, on this show, I want to be talking about how Nintendo is going to transition from the Nintendo Switch and move on to the next platform. I've been thinking about this topic for a little while now, and I've been sort of waiting for the opportunity where I can sit down in front of the microphone without, um, you know, without without distractions. A fair few distractions around my house these days with a, a six-month-old son, but um, I've had the opportunity now, so let's <laughs> let's jump into it. Uh, before we start, I just want to thank you very much for joining me. I absolutely love doing these episodes. I think they're a lot of fun to come down and, you know, sit in front of the microphone and put out some thoughts and opinions and all that. I think it's a great deal of fun. And if you guys find this interesting, I, I really do appreciate it. So thank you very much, whether you're listening to this at the gym, maybe you're listening to it trying to get to sleep, or maybe you're just on the couch next to your next to your partner and you're just... Uh, Maybe you've had a bit of a fight and you just want to put your AirPods in and ignore them for a bit. I don't know. Who knows? I think uh, I think you better take your AirPods out and apologize for whatever you did, though. I think, yeah, it's... um, Yeah, no, it's, it's no good what you did. No good. <laughs> Where am I going with this? All right, let's, uh, let's talk about the, the topic at hand. So a few months ago, Nintendo basically had a shareholders meeting where they were talking about how they're going to transition to the next platform after Switch. And they they brought up that, you know, tr- transitioning is a very, very difficult thing for them. And we saw that with the Wii U. The Wii user base certainly did not move over to the Wii U. And also the DS audience was very reluctant to go onto on the 3DS. I think as far as the DS games go, they were just eating too well on DS. There were so many games. Why move over to 3DS when, you know, I guess the whole gimmick of the thing with the 3D, you know, it wasn't super interesting. I, As a technical, uh, technological nerd, I thought it was pretty cool having glassless 3D on a, a handle, handheld was actually pretty cool. But apart from a, a couple of games, it didn't add like too much to the actual overall gaming experience. But honestly, personally for me, I think the 3D was actually more interesting on the 3DS than it was on TVs. I thought it was just a waste of time <laughs> on your TV. I remember playing Uncharted 3 in 3D. I'm like, okay, <laughs> it, is, it is what it is. It's, it's fun. Um, but yeah, the audience took a long time to sort of come over and with the 3DS, it sold about 80 million units of the of the system. So about half of what the, the original DS did. So didn't bring everyone over, but now Nintendo, they've sort of put all of their eggs into the one basket, that is the Switch. So if they don't get their Switch user base coming over to the next system, they've got no one coming over. <laughs> so this time is very, very important for them to move that user base over to the next platform. And currently the Switch has sold um, 111 million units. So it's outsold the 3DS. It's sold, outsold the Wii. It's now their most profitable or most sold um, video game console. So, you know, I guess, uh, you know, clap, clap to Nintendo for that. But the, the battle is nowhere near over. We've sort of seen in 2017, Nintendo come out all guns blazing with a bunch of games to come out on the system to really push that hardware into your hands. And they gave you so many reasons to pick it up. It was a good system in general. It's a good idea. I think for adults and kids alike, it's very convenient. For me, it fits into my life very well. I've got all my games downloaded. I pick it out the dock. It's fully charged. So I'm never thinking about, oh, is it charged or not? Like you might have with the 3DS. It's always charged. It's ready to go. I can play it on the TV and, you know, it's a, 
usually uh, nice, big, <laughs> not, not <laughs> nice and big. Um, <laughs> I lost my words there. Uh, and you can also play it in handheld mode. And I'm a massive handheld game fan. I've loved Nintendo's handhelds over the years. So it really breaks into those two, uh, I guess, uh, two user bases. And with their Nintendo games selling the system and in the first year, Breath of the Wild coming out, launch day, it really proved like, wow, you can play this type of game on a handheld. And previously on the PlayStation Vita, you didn't really have anything like that. You had like Uncharted than that, which was a really nice graphical piece. But as far as an open world game, certainly weren't getting that on 3DS like Breath of the Wild and Vita and mobile phones. So this was like a, a sort of a new take on a gaming handheld. So people jumped on it straight away. People that had been lapsing on Nintendo, a lot of people that obviously did not have a Wii U jumped onto it. Maybe they had a PlayStation and they wanted something a little bit different. They could try Nintendo games and they liked the whole handheld hybrid um, sort of aspect of it. So a lot of great reasons to jump into the Switch. And currently today, I'm still really enjoying it. Um, but I am feeling a little bit like uh, it needs a bit of a refresh. I think the the OLED screen was a fantastic sort of refresh. It might not be a big enough reason to go and spend 500 Australian bucks for you necessarily, but for me with the trade-in and all that, I thought it was a great sort of upgrade because uh, the screen on the OLED is fantastic and it's it's sort of made me really enjoy playing the Switch um, that little bit more because I was playing Apple Arcade actually. I was playing a Cozy Groove on uh, my, my iPhone and I was looking at the screen I'm like, this game looks so much better on my phone than it does on Switch, but I cannot stand playing it on my phone. And I've even got one of those grips where I put the controller um, on my phone. I'm like, it still, it still isn't just like the Switch or your PlayStation or whatever. It still feels wrong. <laughs> I just, it's kind of unfortunate because there, there are some great games on mobile. Like you can still play like a lot of the indie games, whether it's like Dead Cells and Cozy Groove and a lot of these great stuff. Um, but it just feels wrong. I, I can't help shake that feeling. So it's great that Nintendo has been refreshing the Switch with the Switch Lite, the OLED model, to sort of keep things interesting a little bit. But overall, the whole experience has stayed the same. But going on into 2023 next year and maybe 2024, whenever Nintendo decides to drop the next system, we are sort of looking at a very different climate for Nintendo to release a system in. I think a lot of us will be like, I hope they stick with the hybrid model. That is what we want to see in a Nintendo console going forward. And I agree with that. I 100% don't want them to be like, all right, we're making a box and we've also released this uh, handheld with separate games. Like we cannot go back to that. I think maybe we can go back to maybe some options. Maybe we can get a box that's a little bit cheaper than the handheld, you know, because it doesn't have the screen and all of that, um, you know, battery and all that in it. But you can still play the same games. I think that'll be a good little cheap option maybe for some people. Maybe similar to like the PlayStation TV, which was a PlayStation Vita into like a little tiny little box. It's like the it's like the size of some playing cards basically and it has no screen, battery, it's cheaper and it played on your TV. Um, that didn't really take off because the Vita wasn't really a thing, but you can see that for Switch, just, uh, just a smaller, cheaper box for maybe families who don't want to don't want a system in their, their kids' hands being dropped around. They might just want a place where the, the TV can be the place where you play and otherwise you go into bed and uh, you're going to be sleeping. You're not taking your Nintendo Switch to play under the covers. I've been playing my Game Boy for many years, mate. Don't you worry. I used to bloody cheat my parents all the time. The Game Boy Advance SP was great for that. You know, the little backlight button. Hear your parents turn it off. 
these days, like, you know, a 3DS or a Switch, well, a Switch, well obviously a Switch with a lock button, but a 3DS, you know, you got to put it into like, got to shut it. And you got to shut it very carefully so you don't make that that sound. And your mum's like, you're bloody playing your Nintendo 3DS under there, Drew Boy. Like, no, no, mum, I'm not. I'm sleeping. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, like I was getting to that, 2024 or 2023, whenever, it's going to be a very different climate for Nintendo. We've seen the introduction of, you know, Apple Arcade, stuff on mobile phones, where you can have um, backbones, you can have Nintendo, or sorry, just like different controllers um, attached to your phone. So you can play it in a more traditional way and play like that. You can also like stream Xbox games, PlayStation games directly to your phone, your iPad, computer, However you want to play it, you've got different sort of ways to play these games. And obviously with Xbox Game Pass, with the Ultimate Edition, you get access to the xCloud where you can play games in handheld mode and you can play like really beautiful games as well that you would play on like the Xbox Series X or PC. And the Steam Deck as well, obviously a very niche product. And even if you want to get one and you want to buy one on the eBay, uh, you're, probably, you're probably not going to get one. So it's not, that isn't, like direct competition to Nintendo. Nintendo's in no way worried about that. But we're seeing lots of different options as well from different PC manufacturers where they are putting um, Windows PCs in a handheld gaming form factor. And while it's not really accessible for like a family who's like, oh, look, I'm going to buy this system <laughs> and they're going to, my kid's going to, you know, play some games on it. You know, you, there's a lot of setup to go along with it. It's, it's very much the PC gaming mentality of like, you like to tinker, you like to get things running. Like you see a game running at 30 frames a second. You're like, you know, I'm going to go into the settings and you're having fun. You're having fun tinkering with settings. And that is not an audience Nintendo is going for. In fact, um, Nintendo does uh, all they can to restrict the settings. Um, So you can't tinker. And they want to make it exactly how they want the experience to be. Like you could get more power out the Switch, but they sort of hamstring it a little bit just to, you know, keep the battery going for at least a few hours so it's not useless on a plane trip. And, you know, personally, I don't think that's a bad thing either because, um, you know, if, you, if you're like a mummy, like, look, this uh, this system goes dead in an hour. It's a little bit useless to me. You don't want to be like, all right, I'm going to learn the settings and I'm going to make sure I'm <laughs> putting down the frame rate and the, the graphic shaders and all that. Like, that is not an experience I want on Switch and it's probably an experience um, majority of the audience want on Switch either, but... What I'm getting at is there are a lot more sort of options for a handheld gaming experience than there were in 2017. In 2017, handhelds were all but dead. The 3DS was just chugging along, doing its thing, and a couple more games were releasing. They were supporting it for a little bit until I think everybody just actively decided, like, kill the 3DS for the love of God. And when they when they decided to really kill it, like getting rid of the eShops, uh, it's funny because everyone's like, oh, don't kill the 3DS because it... We've reached that point now where the 3DS is like nostalgic um, and going back to their games like, wow, this is awesome. And I think, um, I'm sure you guys get like this too. I remember the, the Nintendo DS. I'm like, oh my God, I'm sick of seeing DS games. I just want to see the 3DS games and the better graphics. I want to see you know all the like the online support. Cause the online support was like, it was pretty good on 3DS with like the friend codes and the friend lists and all that. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but then you get to a point where you get a little bit a little bit nostalgic once it's all gone away. You're like, ah. Oh. And I'm there with 3DS now. Like, I'm looking back at, like, you know, I'm always talking about Kid Icarus. I'm going to be beating that drum until people decide that, you know, this <laughs> the House of Mario is not for me. All he does is talk about Kid Icarus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, 
like thinking about those games in Mario 3D World, uh, uh, not a link to the past, a link between worlds. There's like so many great games on 3DS and a lot of games that I didn't get to. Recently, I'm, I'm on, I think I'm on a bit of a Fire Emblem kick. I want to go back to Three Houses and make sure I finish that. But also like Fire Emblem support on 3DS. Like if you're a Fire Emblem fan and you've got a 3DS, man, you were eating good. You were eating good. You were getting brand new games and remakes and all sorts of stuff over there. I hope we get that type of support on on Switch as well, like going forward. But yeah, there's a lot more competition on for handheld gaming markets. And while Nintendo is king and their software will always push Nintendo to the forefront, you can emulate um, <laughs> you can emulate um, Switch games perfectly on Steam Deck, but that's kind of not the point. Um, it's not accessible to people, and you've got to you know you got to you got to be to be a bit of a pirate to you know do that. And per, like when it when it comes to like brand new game piracy, I'm like that's that's not good. I'd, I'd like to support the industry, and it's one thing stealing from Nintendo. You're like, oh look. If they find me, I'm fucked. <laughs> but also, like, you know, if they do, like, a game like Fire Emblem Warriors uh, Three Hopes, that's a great game. Like, please, please support it. Like, make sure that Nintendo knows. Uh, but in saying that, please pirate Mario Strikers. Pirate the shit out of that game. Um, <laughs> apparently, it sold very well. It's almost sold two million in, like, not even a month. Or just, just a bit over a month, yeah. Yeah, no, that's no good. Feel bad for contributing to that. Nah. Anyway, so Nintendo has a lot more competition going forward. So whether Nintendo, are they going to make another handheld gaming machine? I think so. I think they will. I think they'll go forward with a hybrid sort of model. But how will they adapt to the future and how will they continue things going? Because we've we've seen like with uh, Xbox and PlayStation, They've set up great ecosystems to keep you within their consoles. So whether you actually want to move to the Xbox from PlayStation because they got better games, you've got a lot of things sort of keeping you there. You've got digital purchases, which until now on Switch, we've had none of that carry forward. Um, So hopefully going to the next system, we are going to have our Switch games probably, hopefully backwards compatible and move on to the next system. That'd be a great reason to keep you on a Nintendo platform because... For me, like a lot of my purchases, like I want to play them on the next platform. And with Nintendo, typically it's a bit, bit up in the air because they might do something way too different where we can't actually just have normal controls on the next platform. That's sort of the little bit of the issue you had with sort of GameCube to Wii. Even though the Wii was backwards compatible, but it's a completely different controller and they basically had to put a GameCube in the Wii with the whole like GameCube layout at the top with the four um, controller ports, memory card ports. Like that to go way out the way. And I don't think they'll go to that effort these days. And with the Wii as well, they really made an effort to make the Wii into the Wii U with like the whole sort of boot up mode where you sort of turn it into a Wii and it's kind of like swap over to Wii mode and supports Wii modes and all that. But going from Wii U to Switch, I think this was a good thing. Sort of like, why would you want... You know, it's it's going from discs to game cards. It's going from you know a Wiimote and a gamepad to just a handheld. Obviously, it makes no sense whatsoever to move over to the next system. But we did see a lot of re-releases of Wii U games where they had the like deluxe versions. They're adding like a little bit um, more so than others. Like Pikmin Three, for example, they had a deluxe mode where it had like you know had more content at the end. 
Um, so that's pretty cool. Like it gives you a reason if you're a big Pikmin fan, they probably go and check it out. I personally haven't picked that one up yet. I I probably will later actually when I get some game vouchers. I'll pick up Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and Pikmin 3 eventually. But other games like uh, Donkey Kong, they added a new character um, with Funky Kong, which was pretty cool because I played, I actually played through the game with Funky Kong because I'm like, oh, why not? Why not? I um, This is when my son was just born and I'm pretty much staying up most of the night and I just wanted an easy experience. I didn't want to like be on baby watch and also bang my head against the wall playing Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. So I played with Funky uh, Funky Kong and I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I got through the game pretty easily in about six hours or so. I thought it was awesome. Um, but, you know, really, that, that game didn't get too much more content. But stuff like Mario 3D World got a whole, basically, game put onto it with, uh, with the, uh, what's it called? Bowser's Fury. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. But it would have been nice as well, maybe for existing Wii U owners to maybe get a, maybe a coupon for a, a digital download or something. But that also, you know, that's a, that's a lot of work on Nintendo's part. And while they do that work, if they could just sell it to you again for 80 bucks, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, going from the Wii U, we didn't really see any advantages to sticking with the Nintendo ecosystem. But going from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5, we can re-download all our games. We've got an achievement system on the other two platforms and every platform in existence, even on Apple Arcade and don't know about Android. They probably do though. <laughs> every single platform has an achievement system. And I know a lot of Nintendo fans and maybe people um, that don't maybe play a whole lot on other platforms don't care about it too much. Um, and for me, I, I sort of wane in and out. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to get like, all the platinum trophies for every single game I'm playing. But it also sort of really triggers my OCD and makes me a bit anxious <laughs> when I've got to like really play the each game to 100%. Even if like one of the trophies or achievements isn't that fun and it sort of makes me go, what am I doing? I'd rather just be getting through another game where, where a story is really sort of... Um, really pulling me through instead of just banging my head against this. So I actually went through this recently. I, I got a few platinum trophies. I'm like, okay, cool. Back the switch. I'm, I'm kind of sick of it, but the option is always good. And personally for me having like, I've got almost 300 games on switch. So just jumping into each one, getting a few achievements, adding them to my profile. It's like the whole meta game. And I feel like that would be just a, a useful thing for Nintendo. That's free for like pretty much for them. Uh, all these achievements and trophies and whatever you want to call them on a Nintendo platform already made. They're on Steam, Xbox, PlayStation, Epic Game Store has their own bloody achievement system now. And uh, I know it's a bit of a moot point for most of you, but you can just, you can turn them off. But for people that do care, this is a reason to stay on, stay on the platform they're enjoying and, and unlocking uh, achievements and stuff on. So that that's one for me as well. But I guess touching back on technological advances, I guess, as far as cloud streaming. In cloud streaming, it's 100% not for me because I live in Australia and most of these services aren't in Australia. They brought cloud streaming for Xbox Game Pass to Australia like, like a year or so after it was in the US and other parts of the world. And I gave it a go. I'm like, oh, well, let's give it a go. Like I had my, um, what up? I tried it on, yeah, Xbox. I had it hardwired in. And I knew my internet is not up to the task for streaming a game. I 100% knew that, but I'll try it anyway. And of course, it it was awful. 
<laughs> I hear in other parts of the world, people are like saying it's really great. People are playing big RPGs, big first-person shooters, like on their phone with a controller. I'm like, that sounds awesome. Maybe not first-person shooter. I might be pushing it a little bit, but um, as far as like later this year, like if you want like your Xbox experience, but you also want it handheld mode, you'll be able to stream that from onto your phone and um, play it that way, which is cool. Like Persona, like Persona Five, I'll be getting it on Switch, but if you're an Xbox user, you can have the same experience probably on your phone and still be in the Xbox ecosystem with all the benefits of that sort of horsepower behind it. Um, so once that technology gets better, and I don't know how long that's going to take. For, like here in Australia, I doubt it's ever going to be the point where we want it to be. But eventually it will be the point where people are going to look at a device like the Switch and they, they might even think like, why do I need that? Why do I need to spend a f- money on a $500 system when I just have my subscription or have my digital game um, purchase and I'll just stream it straight to my phone and the internet is at the point where I don't even care. I don't care about the about the the data transfer. I don't care about the latency. It just it just all works, and that's a point for me as well. Where I'm I might be in that position one day. Like I, I never want to be on a streaming only gaming platform. Like for Stadia, I think Stadia was a great idea. Honestly, when they first put their pitch out, where you know YouTube is just like. It's a massive, massive gaming platform. I dare say you and I spend a lot of time on YouTube checking out gaming videos, maybe Let's Plays, people are streaming. And you can imagine an ecosystem where you can see someone playing a brand new game that released that day. And at the bottom, it just has like a, a button that says, you know, try the demo. You're like, oh, yeah, I'd like to try that. It looks like fun. You click on it and you're playing the game. And you're like, oh, cool. This is, this, is, this is a lot of fun. I've played for about half an hour. I'd love to keep going and you just click buy now your credit cards already in Google because Google knows all and you're playing the game and then you jump over to a different device you chuck it on your TV you chuck it on your iPad you chuck it on your on on whatever device you have you could see that as a very tempting place to go and you know at the moment on switch we do have that benefit where like you know you get the one dock you can put it on your main TV and maybe you want to spend a bit more money, get another dock, which I did. I've got one in the office and the main TV and handheld mode. That's very convenient. But you can imagine just deciding to play it on whatever device you want, like on the TV when you're home, maybe in the car, you bring your iPad. And maybe if you're going on the bus, you want something a bit smaller, so you chuck it on your phone. You can see that would be pretty well. And obviously Stadia, they gave up on it way too early. I don't know why they just threw in the towel straight away. Obviously it wasn't working out for them, but the sort of plan they laid out for countries that could utilize this technology, I think it would have been really actually quite excellent. It was just too early um, as far as I'm concerned. But once this technology is up and running, and I know I know a lot of people listening to this, are, you know, they're, they're gaming fans, they want the hardware, and <laughs> Nintendo games are never going to be on Stadia. So it's a kind of a moot point, but for the most, most part, it's just about getting people in the door and the Switch is a great place for getting people in the door, but it's still a big investment for a family, um, especially if like each kid wants one um, and they might already have like an old sort of dummy phone given to them from their parents or whatever. And streaming is going to be a sort of big competition for Nintendo going forward. And that sort of comes into the point, um, I believe, is like, is Nintendo going to adopt 
this technology? Are they going to have a, a streaming only version? Are they going to bring on another streaming service to get the games that they do not have, which is like Xbox Game Pass with cloud streaming? Are they going to allow that on their, their platform? And that's a sort of topic in itself because a lot of people for ages are going to be, have been saying like, you know, X Cloud is going to come to Switch. It's going to allow them to play like Assassin's Creed and like all these, well, there are Assassin's Creed games on Switch, but, you know, more modern games that cannot run on Switch. Um, and I don't know. I, I cannot see a world where Xbox is allowed to bring Xbox Cloud Gaming on the Switch. And that is unless they come up with a great deal when Nintendo's like, look, people that s- sign up to the service on our platform, we get like, we get an excellent cut from you guys. And Microsoft, they're running on such narrow margins where I don't think that's an option for them um, really to do it because they've got to make 100% of the money uh, back to sort of, you know, justify day one games and buying exclusives and third-party games coming to the platform and all the games that are on that are getting paid for their time on the service. So very expensive on their behalf and there are Microsoft, so they can handle that, that you know, big payload. But as far as putting it on PlayStation and uh, Nintendo that they can't sort of warrant that, you know, paying them well to put it on their service. And maybe they just want to, I think honestly with Game Pass, they do just want to take over the world. So they don't care how much it costs. They just want to, they just want time in their ecosystem. So maybe they'll go, you know what? We're just going to do Trojan horse your systems and you can make 100% of the money, but they're playing on our platform and we're going to draw them back to whatever we're doing, playing our games, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm very like completely different topic. I am just rambling at this point, but it's uh, fascinating to see what Xbox is doing. I think they just said, fuck it. We're going to destroy PlayStation, whether it takes us <laughs> 10 years or 20 years, you will be playing our games, whether you like it or not. We're going to buy Call of Duty. We're bored Activision. Regardless, we are a prominent part of the industry. Whether we have creative talent and can make our own games, that's another, <laughs> another, that's another topic because I don't think they, they can for the most part maybe outside the coalition, but yeah. So are Nintendo, are they going to adopt this? Are they going to have a device that can utilize this? Because other parts of the world outside of Australia, there are cloud gaming options on the Switch. You can buy games on the eShop, which are cloud-only versions, sort of sort of with Control and very frustratingly with the Kingdom Hearts series <laughs> and uh, multiple other games that you could not imagine running on Switch and that, that's interesting, but that's also kind of, it, it's it's not really a step forward. This is just individual publishers going, the Switch has a great install base. We'd like to sell to them, but we cannot port our game to Switch. We cannot port it to a 2014 mobile processor <laughs> in 2022 when it's designed for SSD hard drives and big graphics cards and all that. Because you can see like the size of the new the new systems like you know the xbox series x and playstation they're big for a reason they're, they're kicking they're kicking some power around in those boxes so there's, there's no way they can you know port some of those games to it um but yeah I, I don't believe that's really a step forward for you know cloud streaming or new technology on nintendo platform i think it's got to either come from them it's something that they believe in and reggie fees after his retirement did mention that you know cloud streaming is a is is the future for the gaming industry and whether Nintendo sort of employees and people working there in current day in Japan, uh, you know, are thinking that way. Because you can imagine a world where 
you know, they do they do release a brand new system. It is more powerful. It's just it's just a switch too, essentially. But you can also play those games anywhere and everywhere on your phone, just whatever screen you want. But it is through Nintendo servers, and they're not losing. I guess. Uh, I guess. Uh, I guess control. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. They're not not losing control of their games and all that because. I'd love to see Nintendo games do what PlayStation are doing, honestly, and just come to PC, whether it's day and date or a little bit later. You can imagine now, like, it'll be just a huge boom for some of their games, even, like, small games. Like, you know, Pikmin 3 is coming to PC with mouse controls. Like, that'd be awesome. That'd be wicked. And, like, stuff like Pokemon. I think Pokemon is, you know, it's a great system seller. It makes people buy a Nintendo platform. But also, Pokemon is far too big. It's far too big. It's being restricted by being an exclusive game, and maybe the RPGs fine, keep them on Switch. But when it's when they're being hamstrung as far as like their other games, because um, all all the Pokemon Company are doing are trying to sort of move to a different platform to make their audience as big as possible. Because no matter where the Pokemon franchise goes, it can be as big as big as uh, I guess uh, the platform allows it. And they're going to mobile. They've got so many mobile games. It's um, it's a little bit sad, really. Like Pokemon Go. I like Pokemon Go. I think Pokemon Go it wouldn't work on any other device apart from your phone. I think it's a lot of fun to go out and catch Pokemon and just explore. I think that I think it works great for that. But when it comes to like Pokemon Unite, Pokemon Unite needs to be on PC. There's no ifs or buts about it. They're pushing it as like an esports competitive game. They wanted to get into the whole MOBA scene, which is massive as far as esports goes. But Nintendo's obviously got a thing with Pokemon where it's like, look, you can go to mobile, but you can't go to the PC. And obviously Xbox and PlayStation are out of the question. But when it comes to like Pokemon Masters and uh, Pokemon um, Unite, these games would be so much bigger if the PC audience was allowed to play these games. Because you would have better controls, you would have just access to like a more hardcore audience, and that would also allow them to make some other games that aren't just, you know, just like your mobile style games. You can imagine a sort of a, I don't know, like an MMO which is like cross compatible with PC and Switch and all that. Like it would be phenomenal. Like it'd be awesome. And I think um, just you know, Pokemon is just so so hamstrung in that respect. Yeah. So I don't see I don't see that as an option. Um, you know, going back to just Nintendo in general, sort of putting their hands into different different platforms like PlayStation is because they're making like PlayStation they're making a lot of money. It's like years later, Spider Man Remastered coming to PC. It's like that's just that's like free money at this point. It's just uh, them they got an internal porting studio and port it to PC and. You know, Spider-Man sort of speaks for itself. We'll sp- probably sell a couple more million copies just on PC and people double dipping, you know, wanting widescreen support and better graphics and whatever you get with uh, the PC iteration. I reckon it's um, I reckon it's really smart. So I think it'd be <clears throat> sort of great to see Nintendo go um, that way too. But that's, um, that's definitely a pie in the sky sort of, sort of a way to go. And... Seeing as well, like other competitors as well, making handheld devices, how how would it go if PlayStation was to release another handheld? And I know PlayStation, they've obviously proven with the Vita. And the Vita was a fantastic system. It's one of my favorite video game systems ever. And it's, it's my favorite PlayStation, 
PlayStation Vita. It was fantastic. But PlayStation proved that they cannot support a handheld device on top of a on top of a console, which is, you know, props to Nintendo. It's not an easy thing to do and they've done it for decades and decades really well. Um, mind you, they didn't have to make games as probably as uh, intensive as what PlayStation had to do with the PlayStation Vita. Like you can imagine like Game Boy Advance games and even DS games, you know, they're pretty relatively easy to pump out for the most part um, just because of the, you know, the, the graphics and everything. But if, if PlayStation was to release another handheld or even Xbox, you put them in this conversation too. And I think it'll be a great idea for them to move in a similar direction to the Steam Deck. Like if Valve was to come out with a handheld and be like, all right, um, developers make games for this handheld. They'll be like, oh, look, we're not going to do that. But the whole thing that it runs PC games and you just got to basically do a bit of a check, maybe a bit of tinkering here and there. And a lot of your library will work on the Steam Deck. You've got an instant library straight away. I think that's a really cool idea. And what if uh, PlayStation was to do do that, but with PlayStation 4 games? Make it so like, you know, it's just a, an easy sort of, <laughs> easy thing for developers to be like, oh, look, it also it also works fine on on this uh, this platform. Which is the which is the handheld? I think I reckon that would be really cool. Be like, it it would be a, bit, a little bit strange maybe for for PlayStation to market. Be like, hey, remember all those old games from the PlayStation Four? <laughs> here's a plat here's a platform to play in in handheld mode. I don't really know how you would market that. So um, there's something something that I would absolutely love though. I'll probably buy one. But as far as like a mainstream product, when you know the PlayStation brand is just going so strong, I don't think it's really a really an option for them per se, but something that I want. I'd really want to see it from Xbox actually with like Game Pass and just the whole thing that like these these portable handheld PCs, you know, that the one will come out where it will it will take off. And you know, not not like a switch killer take off, but it will take off like people will like, hey, I might actually get one of these instead of a laptop type of thing. I'd love to see one from Xbox. Just a really streamlined, you know, it works, Game Pass out the box. Because we, as far as Xbox goes, they're really pushing their cloud streaming. But bro, it doesn't work here in Australia. Let me let me buy some hardware to play it on. Let me give you six hundred bucks. <laughs> six hundred bucks, you reckon? You reckon you could make? You reckon it'll be that cheap, Drew? Yeah, I don't know about that. So I don't know. I, I rambled a lot more in this episode than I thought I would. I, I apologize for that. But I'm just sort of shooting around ideas as far as what I might think. You know, Nintendo might go go forward next time and I don't think they have the advantage that maybe other platforms do where you know they don't really have an ecosystem where we are sort of locked into um, and they've got to make sure maybe that we can play our Switch games on the next platform and I don't know if that will be the case or not I assume they'll hold on to digital uh, or sorry physical media so if they keep the game cards the same I think that'll be that'll be a good thing that we can um, continue playing them that way. All my digital purchases, I want to be able to play over there as well. Um, but we just don't, we don't have like, you know, friends lists and achievement systems and all this stuff where where we feel like really sort of, a, I guess, locked in and locked into an ecosystem but we don't have a Switch. And you could say that's a good thing. Be like, oh, look, you know, don't try and con us too much. Just make a good product and let us play it. But uh, the biggest thing is going to come from is just their games. And... Um, my sort of theory was, you know, we haven't seen a brand new Murray Kart on the Switch. And I always just assumed, like, look, they're saving it for, for the launch of the next system because 
To me, that's a no-brainer. They've learned that they need a heavy-hitting game to really kickstart a generation. And if they come out just with a so-so launch and expect us just to trickle over to the next platform, I think that's a massive mistake. So the biggest thing is just having a heavy-hitting game. And Mario Kart is the game for Nintendo. It's just it's their biggest game they've got. It's always the top-selling game on each platform uh, for the most part. And I don't know, that sort of theory has been put in a little bit in the turmoil. Mainly because of the, the DLC coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, with all the all the content coming to it, and the the track that recently came, um, the track uh, set that recently came out, and that's going to be going for until the end of next year. So that's um maybe that's a little bit of a red herring for when the next system is going to come out. Maybe we don't get a new system in 2023. Maybe it is very much like you know we get new games next year and that's the end of the switch and then in 2024 we do sort of see mario kart dlc and then the next mario kart has like a big gimmick about it well not gimmick but like you know something that's very different about it there's mario kart 8 deluxe we saw you know we saw the zero gravity stuff and all the visual stuff it was really it was really awesome really really awesome um but maybe the next one we have like all right this is like a the thing I would go to is probably like a Nintendo cart where like we've got Link and Animal Crossing characters in the current game, but we might like see like a full roster of, of like Nintendo characters. And that's like, Hey, look, this is the reason to get this game. And also probably with like another mechanic and stuff put into it too. But maybe it's not Mario Kart. I think it'll be a mistake not to make it Mario Kart, to be honest, because I don't think Zelda will be ready to go. Maybe they will hold the Mario game. The, the, the platforming 3D Mario game. But I also don't know if... I don't know if Mario is the right game to come out at launch in some ways. It's definitely not the wrong game to come out at launch. <laughs> yeah, but regardless, they they need the, the heavy-hitting heavy hitting, uh, software. So, yeah, we'll start wrapping things up, guys. Thank you very much for listening to my r- ramblings for almost 40 minutes, but... It's um, a fun little Ford exercise I've been doing over the last few months and I think uh, they've got lots of sort of ways they can move forward but I would like to see them do something that isn't just, hey, look, here's a brand new game. you got to play it. Come on over. they got to do that because they're a software company. That is what they do. That is their bread and butter. But I would like to see something a little bit more. I would like to be like, hey, look, your purchases go forward. Um, you know, the accessories don't matter too much. I don't need the Joy-Cons and Pro Controller. I'll... I'm happy to buy new stuff. I'm a, I'm a good little consumer Nintendo. Don't worry about that. But I I do sort of worry about the... Well, not worry. I'm, I'm not Nintendo. They're, their bank account's not mine. But as far as like the technology sort of shifting and what they're moving into, how cloud gaming, other portables, other consoles um, will sort of work and um, will fill in that switch gap that, um, you know, the, the Switch does so well. But, of course, guys, I think um, I, I'd love to hear from you guys, see what you guys think. I dare say a lot of you might be like, look, Nintendo's fine. They're going to make a console. I'm going to buy it. It's all good, mate. But, look, I'm just doing a bit of a Ford exercise here. Of course, I'll be at the launch of the next system. I'll be at the launch of the buddy special edition Pokemon Switch Lite that probably will <laughs> be announced uh, very soon. I'll be buying... Oh, look, I've bought a few Switches. Don't you worry about that. I'm... You gotta you gotta look after Pop and Nintendo. You gotta make sure they can make Breath of the Wild too, and 
That's that's why you buy Mario Strikers. Oh, I've got to stop mentioning Mario Strikers. Very salty about that. Um, it hasn't finished, the saltiness. Um, been playing some Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Love that game. That's um, that's put me back on the gravy train. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, let me know what you think. And uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Encore at the House of Mario. We'll uh, do might do a hashtag um, that you can post on social media just to let me know that you listen to this far in the podcast. I very much appreciate it. Here at Encore, we have a very small sort of uh, listenership compared to the main show unless I share it with the, the main feed. So it'll be interesting to see who actually listens to this. Um, and of course, you don't have to, but if you'd like to <laughs> let it known, let it be known that uh, you got to this point. Give me the hashtag um, uh, switch move forward encore. Switch move forward. <laughs> don't really make that much sense, but yeah, switch move, hashtag switch move forward encore. Let me know you listen to this far in the show with uh, your thoughts on how you think Nintendo should move forward to the next system without becoming a Wii U. I do not want to lose the third-party support. I love playing third-party games on the Nintendo platform. So love of God, I'm not going back to just Nintendo games. Love of Christ. All right, guys. Thank you very much. And the doors to this episode of Encore at the House of Mario are closed. I'll catch you later. Encore at the House of Mario, the after-party Nintendo podcast, is lovingly crafted and recorded in the southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew. If you enjoy my work here and on my other podcasts, The House of Mario, A Drew Story, and Kraken Furfies, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to help spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1 you get access to my secret recordings where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.